Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Queens and Crystal Things, the podcast where we are on some manifest your life, shift your mind, and raise the consciousness type of shit. Hey, I am Mia. And I am Christy, (laughs) and you can consider us your spiritual girlfriends for the next hour. So we'll see. Um, Just to quickly recap, we talked about discovering your purpose and, of course, with a spiritual lens. And so I hope you all found this to be a very great topic for those of you who may be in a similar situation that I was in, just not really knowing where you fit in and just figuring it all out. Uh, I feel like I'm still figuring things out, but amen. that's besides the point. (laughs) So, okay. Today, we have a very special guest, you guys. Um, This will make our uh, second interview for the season. Um, When we polled you all, uh, you all provided some topics of interest. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them was you guys want to learn more about Orishas. So today, we're going to learn more about the Orishas. We're going to learn more about Yoruba. Um, So what we want, we want to do our best to not only discuss topics that you guys are interested in learning about. um, This is also an opportunity for us to learn because I'm, this is, I feel like I'm about to be in school right now. (laughs) So um, grab your notebooks. Grab your notebooks, guys, for real. I should grab my notebook. So before we allow our guest to introduce himself, yes, it's a him. I think you are. This will make the first male ever on the podcast. Yeah, and this is season three. Um, But there are so many facets and layers and branches within spirituality that, you know, there are different branches and different um, traditions that some of us may resonate more with and others may not necessarily. But um, so for today... We're going to touch on um, the Orishas today, and then I think we're also going to talk about Aoife. We have some questions uh, that have been listed out just because we don't really know a lot about this. Uh, so if, if you need to correct us, please, please correct please us. Please correct us. Um, so we're going to touch on Aoife today, which is a Yoruba religion and system of divination. And I, honestly, I was curious about the Orishas because I wanted to be able to fully understand this aspect of spirituality. And I also felt like I was being called to do some um, work with my ancestors. So I had a reading with Baba. Is that what you want me to call you during this episode? What do you want me to call you? Baba is fine. Okay, so, Baba. Had a had a reading with Baba. Um, so without further ado, I honestly feel like the best person to introduce themselves is the man of the hour. So if you can take a moment to introduce yourselves to the listener, to the listeners, please. Feel free to take the baton. Is it okay if I say a quick prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, we pray, Father, we marry, bless us, and have a fruitful conversation. You guide us, and that you help us to be able to inform our community about the tradition of our ancestors. Ashe. 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 
I'm like, you gave me a little chills. Okay. <laughs> no, I have to start it out. I want to make sure I'm in the right spirit. Right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, my name is Ifa Wale. Uh, I am a priest of Ifa and a priest of Abatala, as well as a priest of uh, in the Egungun Society and an Igbe priest. Um, I've been a priest now for over 20 years. And, um, and so that's, that's my main job. That's my main purpose. Uh, I am a professor of social work in the Department of Social Work at Chicago State University as well. Uh, and I'm a father. You know, I have two uh, sons that I love dearly. And um, that's really it. That's, that's a quick bow of myself. Yes. Okay. So, um, oh, so many questions. Look, <laughs> okay. So many. So, um, and I don't understand as well. Um, people may not understand why you, why we call you Baba, which is short for Baba Wallo. Did I say that right? Well, Baba, strictly speaking, uh, translates to mean father, right? Gotcha. In Yoruba culture. So uh, priest really should take on the role of father to the community in the sense of people supporting people, uh, having some level of wisdom to guide people, uh, protecting people, you know, things that fathers should do. Uh, but yeah, it is also short for Babalawo uh, as well. Um, okay, so in, in our podcast, we talk a lot about our journeys. We talk to people about their journeys and how they got to the space that they're in because we really like to, it's it's so helpful for people to, you know, there's so many different avenues to yeah, go through. So how did you get here? Tell us, how did you become involved? This what attracted you to it. Give us, give us the down dirty version. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, I'm from Mississippi. And so uh, I was born, uh, in, you know, and raised in the Baptist church. And so and spirituality has always been important to me because I knew that you couldn't really function in the world without it. Uh, and so that went on up until I left, you know, uh, home. And then I went into the military and uh, met this brother who introduced me to, you know, this idea of reading about your history, right? Did a lot of reading about you know, the history of Black people all the things that, you know, we've gone through as a people, whether it's slavery, civil rights movement, whatever, right? And then uh, I was introduced to Islam, uh, the nation of Islam. And to me at that time, it resonated because, you know, it was a religion that spoke to me as a black person. Uh, but even uh, with that, you know, it was just some things that were missing, right? It didn't feel exactly like our tradition. So this went on for about five years. And um, and so the more I read about history, the more I call into question Islam and really how that, how did that, what was the relationship with Islam and people of African descent, right? And so there were things I found out about it that was problematic for me. At the same time, right, I was in college uh, and I was having a lot of challenges, right? And um, a lot of challenges with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, and so, it, and I mean, it was really, really getting worse and worse and worse. Now, mind you, up until that point, I had read quite a bit on different religions, Zoroastrianism, Christianity. Um, and uh, one of my friends who was a Muslim, he said, you should go get a reading. And I went, got a reading, and uh, Baba Ephraim Deji, who was the priest of Abatala, he said, he did the reading on me, and everything he said in the reading was so on point. I said, how does he know this, right? And so I had never heard of Yoruba or Ifa, any of that. And so 
it made me very curious, right? And he and one of the things he said was, you know, I would be a priest. Now that I didn't believe because I associated that with being like a preacher. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, right? <laughs> Why is it when people are called off for the first time we hear, we're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. Mm -mm. <laughs> Next. That's not for me, but thanks. <laughs> but I, I was curious about the divination process. And, and I knew when he was praying that this was definitely what I was supposed to be doing. But at the time I was so focused on, you know, graduating from school, going to law school, that was like kind of what I wanted to do. And I was serious about that. And so I graduated. And uh, at the time, you know, my girlfriend, my college girlfriend, and I, we were struggling. And uh, and so she went to Texas and I came to Chicago. And, uh, and I was still focused on law school. I had applied to law schools, taking the LSAT and all this. And, um, and I didn't get accepted. And this is the first time I ever failed at anything academically. Ooh, right? ooh, I bet. Um, it hurts so good the first time you failed. Man, that ego. <laughs> uh, I was devastated. And part of the reason why I had told everybody I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a lawyer. So I had heard about the hand of be fine. You know, by this time, I had been in the tradition about two years after I've gotten the reading. And I'm skipping some spots, so we can go back to it. But um, about this time, I had been in the tradition about two years. And um, and when I applied to law school and to get in, uh, I was pretty devastated. And so I was like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do if I don't go to law school, because this is what I had spent my entire, you know, seven, eight years focusing on. And at this time, Bobby Fatundi, who was my godfather, he said, um, he was telling me about the hand of E5. I said, well, let me get the hand of E5. I want to know my destiny. And so by this time, I knew how real Ephi was. So when I got my hand of Ephi, it was built in the Odu that if I did, that I was supposed to be a Babalao. And that if I didn't get initiated, I would die. Are you, okay, wait, pause. Yeah. What yeah. is the hand of Ephi? Yeah, what is that? Hand of Ephi is when you go through this ritual and you receive two shrines. You receive a shrine of Eshu and Ephi, and it gives you an Odu, right? That tells you what it is you selected in heaven as a destiny and a purpose. Ooh. And because I was so focused on law school, when I didn't get in, I was completely bewildered. So I was like, I need to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, and so when I went to get my hand to Ifa, I went through this two day ceremony, the one I was telling you about with the young ladies. Mm -hmm. And when Ifa revealed that I had to be a Babalao, now mind you, they had told me this two years ago, Babalao. And uh, and so when it came out of my hand to be five, which is really what I said I would do in heaven, this is the agreement I made uh, that I need to be a Bible out. And if I didn't, I was going to die. Well, I knew if I was in line at that point. So right, right. I my efforts to get initiated. So I was initiated to a Bible in 2001. Uh, and then I was initiated to the Gungun Society in 2009. And then I traveled to Nigeria to Ode Rainbow to get initiated to E5 in 2011. In 2018, I was initiated to A. So I've dedicated my life to serving our community with E5, and hopefully it has improved people's lives. That's, that's what I've been doing. That's beautiful. I love this. And in the meantime, you're a professor too. <laughs> I am. <laughs> awesome. That is amazing. So I have I have a quick question. So the what I did with you is not the hand of Ifa because it's a two day ceremony. 
Yeah, what you got with me was just a, a reading, not just a reading. I shouldn't say that, but but divinations, right, are very important in our tradition. We do it mm -hmm. when children are born. We do it like you know, like when my two sons were born. We did what we call an essaytaye ceremony, which is a birth reading, right, which helps us to get some sense of what the child's purpose is uh, and how we are to care for the child for the first seven years. Uh, we also do divinations when we um, get married. Uh, we, you know, to see if this person is this your destined is this person you're destined to be with because sometimes you're with people you're not destined to be with. Mm. Uh, oh my goodness! Right, you're completely off your path and and death, right? So when my mom transitioned last year, we did divination. We did all the rituals for her to, to transition to the ancestors, right? So divination is an important part, and so. As a practitioner, we get divinations from time to time. And it's almost like looking at at our destiny at one point in time, right? To see, okay, are you doing what you said you would do, right, in heaven, right? And so getting a divination kind of gives us some insight as to whether or not you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sometimes people are off their path and they experience challenges, right? And then that's when we do rituals and our balls and sacrifices and all of that. So hopefully we'll get into some details about that. Interesting. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about the origin of um so of Ifa a little bit? Can you kind of bring us back what um I don't need I was gonna say, I believe it's let me shut up because I don't know what I'm talking about. So can you just tell us? No, no, this is a very good question. Uh Ifa emerged from the Yoruba people of southwest Nigeria and uh, Ifa means a couple of different things. One, Ifa is the deity, it's one of the many deities of the Yoruba pantheon. And so Ifa means uh, or is the deity of divination and wisdom and knowledge. So that's one way he's conceptualized or defined. Okay. The other way Ifa is defined is as a literary corpus, right? And this literary corpus consists of 256 Odu. Now, this would be, Odu would be similar to like chapters in the Bible or surahs in the Quran, mm -hmm. but not really. But that's the only way I can translate it in a way that makes sense. No, I appreciate that. Right? So, so in each Odu, there are 1,680 verses that a Babalawa or Iyanifa has to try to commit to memory. It's hard to do but you really have to study them and you have to know them. And so when Christy came and got a reading with me, we did divination and I recited these poems, right? But these were poems that were verses in the Odu, right? That our ancestors uh, uh, were able to uh, uh, document and develop over time. And the Babalao's job is to recite the essay or recite the verse uh, even though it's talking about something in the ancient time and interpret it to your reality in 2022. Mm -hmm. Got it. Right. So Ifa is the deity, but Ifa is also this literary uh, corpus, right? And this literary corpus is a body of wisdom that our ancestors were able to accumulate over thousands of years, right? And so when people come get readings from us, it's not that we're predicting the future. It's saying this is what's probable based on previous observations of this particular experience. But it's particular when this old dude revealed, or when this old dude was revealed, this is what our ancestors observed is likely to happen. Right? 
and they were able to make that type of prediction over thousands of years of observation observation okay okay that makes sense yeah no it does it makes a total sense now this may be a, a um, somewhat of a, a, a it's not an ignorant question but i really do are other ethnicities allowed to be initiated into ifa oh yeah okay. yeah uh, there there are people who europe of european descent uh who's a, who's initiated to ifa. we have to be clear that it did emerge from africa but right you have uh Whites, you have Latinos, um, and clearly, right in Cuba with the Lacuni. Right. You have Brazilians, people who in Brazil that practice condombole, which is a which is a type of practice of Ifa, uh, resulted from the slave trade. So it's quite a bit of that, you know, in terms of people of different ethnicities and races practicing the tradition. Mm -hmm. They practice it in different ways, but they do practice. Now, is Santeria similar in that way, or no? Yeah. Okay. Well, Santeria, you know. Uh, came across the ocean as a direct result of the transatlantic slave trade, right? And uh, the irony of the slave trade is that, you know, most of our ancestors came from the west coast of Africa, right? So from the region we call um, uh, 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 God, well, my, my the Gambia, Senegambia region, all the way down to Angola, right? Most of our ancestors were displaced from those regions, right? Came throughout the diaspora. But, and they had the traditions, whether it was a Khan or whether it was uh, Budun or whether it was, you know, Europe or Ifa. Uh, but it seemed to me that Ifa was the one that was preserved the most. And so with, when the slaves got off the slave ship in Cuba, uh, a lot of the traditions were preserved despite the harshness of slavery. Mm -hmm. Santeria emerged because, you know, places like Cuba was was a, it was a heavily Catholic uh, country, and so people who practiced the tradition were able to hide the Orisha behind the saints, right, of the Catholic Church, and it became known as Santeria in that way. But, oh my goodness, uh, you are a wealth of information. I feel like I'm in history class. Yeah, I love so, this. <laughs> wait, so the the saints the Catholic saints are the same. Can you say that again? They hid them behind the saints so they wouldn't know people. They wouldn't know that they were practicing their traditional. Got it. You know what I mean? So you know we have to we have to do some Got configuring. <laughs> right, because if they if they were if they were if it was found out that they were practicing traditional religion, they could pay a heavy cost. Right. Yes. They hid the Orisha behind the saints. Came uh, uh, Santeria, but I'm grateful for for Santeria because. Actually, our entry point as African-Americans in this, in this country came through Santa Rita. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay, let's get into the Orishas a little bit. Okay. Um, what are they? What are, what are the Orishas? <laughs> Break, you know, talk to somebody, talk to a third grader that, you, that you're trying to explain this to. Yes. Okay. Break it down simple for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Third graders. Right. Look, I'm like, actually, I'm probably in first, but you know, I'll try to keep up. <laughs> uh, so the Orisha are natural forces, right? Uh, these are cosmic forces, right? They are forces of nature, right? And um, and our ancestors understood that we were part and parcel of nature. Uh, but the way in which they interact with nature 
they did it anthropomorphically, meaning looking at them as if they were people, right? And so, uh, but when we're talking about Oshun, for example, which is the mm -hmm. goddess of fertility and love, mm -hmm. uh, Oshun is really the river, right? Uh, it's a river. And they understood that we had to interact with that river in certain ways to avoid the destruction that a river can bring, but as well as to get the blessings that the river can bring. But they call it Oshun because they knew over time that this particular force in nature uh, functions a certain way in the world. Okay, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is is that our ancestors understood that the that the Orisha or the forces of nature, there's a duality that coexists in those forces. Mm -hmm. Right, so it can be positive and negative depending on how you're interacting with them. So if you, for example, water is is positive in the sense that you can't live without water, right? But it's negative in the sense that it can drown you, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So our ancestors call them Orisha so that they can have a way that the human mind could connect with those forces, right? Because if I tell you I'm going to pray to the river, that sounds crazy. But if I say I'm going to pray to Oshun, right? And she's going to bless me with children because that's what she does. That's how she functions in nature. Uh, that's going to resonate more with you as a, as a human being, you know. So okay, got you. So they made them. They made, it's almost like they just gave them a personality, mm -hmm. like so we could connect with them. How many Orishas are there? So if you if you read traditional literature, they tend to say that it's four hundred plus one Orisha, um, and that's just a way of saying that. There are plenty of them that, in this beyond our capacity to really gotcha. conceptualize okay. how many. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, Arisha's have been very popular. Yeah, like, you know, popular. I mean, uh, what's her name? Uh, Beyonce. She mentions uh, Yimiya and Oshun in, in, in music. Um, so there are some, like, I, I feel like a lot of people have heard of Oshun, Yimiya, um, uh, your father. Uh, Oh, Obatala. Obatala. Yes, you know. So there are some that um, are there, like a, a like for instance, I, I would equate it to like you know, there's twelve archangels, yeah. but there, you know. So are there a main, like a main cohort? Thank you. Bam. <laughs> so you have Eshu, which is the communication deity, right? He's the he's the god of the crossroads, right? And Eshu is the god of choice. Okay. Uh, and that force of nature is very important because we believe that no prayers go to heaven without issue, right? He's the communication God. But he also is the God of choice. And one of the most important things in life, particularly as it relates to your destiny, is the choices you make. Yes. Right? The choice you make really dictate the trajectory of your, your destiny. So we always appease that you, at least I pray to him all the time to make sure I make the right choice. Because choices, can, if you make the wrong choice, it can really derail you from the path, right? Right. Eshu is also the uh, spiritual police, meaning that he's the deity that really take into account your behavior, right, uh, and report it. So if you're out here reckless and just doing crazy stuff, right, uh, planting bad seeds, then no bad karma coming, right? Right. Uh, and then you have the deity Ogun. Ogun is the god of iron and warfare. Uh, he's the god of technology. And uh, uh, again, this force of nature is vital. Like We couldn't be here without Ogun. Ogun governs the steel that holds bridges together because he's the god of steel. Yeah. He's, 
is the uh, edge that governs this deal that run tractor trailers, our cars, uh, this technology we use in that Sogoons Ram. But more importantly, he functions in nature as the God that removes obstacles out of your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ogun governs like uh, military forces and, and police, and uh, and when he when he when you're out of balance with them, uh, he usually take you out through car accidents or gun violence or something like that. So from time to time, we appease Ogun so that the people in our community don't have to suffer those types of losses. You know. Wow. That's interesting. That, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. So I do have a quick question. So if someone, you know, people listening, they may ask, so why should I, what's the benefit to me praying directly to these spirits or entities versus me just going directly to God or spirit or like? That's a, that's a good question because, because these forces are God, right? They're just different aspects of God. Right. Break it down, Baba. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, these these forces were part of the creative mind or the creator's mind, right? The river, the lake, right? The ocean were all ideas in God's mind, right? That became reality, concrete realities that have an impact on our lives. So think about the ocean, right? It has an impact on our lives every day. Absolutely. Yep. Or you think about the river. And here's the other thing, the reason why we pray to them. It's because we can't live without these forces. So think about it. We can't go 30 days without water. No. Right? And so we believe as Yoruba people that anything you can't live without, the essence of God is in that. Ooh. Right? I like that. Or, or we, like if I came and just close your nose, right? And no, you, you, can't, you can't live without air, right? So we worship that air we call Oya because without her, we can't even survive physically. But they're all still aspects of God. So you're not just like, you're not just turning your head from God. You are still, it's still a relationship with God. It's just a different aspect. I love the way he said, any, yeah. they believe that anything that you can't live without has the essence of God in it. That's that break, That's very simple. I'm like, I'm like, I like that a lot. Think about it. these books, right? I mean, I can live without that including the holy books and there's no disrespect to people right but when you think about it when you think about and this is again i'm not trying to disrespect no one belief but think about what 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 some of the spiritual systems have done they've said god only exists in this book mm-hmm. that's 1200 pages that's important. I mean, think about it. That's, Break that's, it down. <laughs> when you in this, and I swear, anybody, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting. Don't worry, we, we're honest on here. We, we people know we're coming from a place of love and learning. So break it down, baby. <laughs> I respect for those books. Okay, that's so. I'm that's. But I'm saying when you say to people that this is where God is, think about that. But you can live without reading this book. But you can't live without drinking water. You can't live without air. You can't live without the heat, especially since it was below five, right? Five below. Right. So we honor those things that our lives depend on, and we know that the essence of God are in those forces of nature that we depend on. So we pray to the essence of God in the force of nature, not nature itself. <clears throat> Each force have certain characteristics that are important for our survival, mm-hmm. right? That we honor. So that's what the Orisha Orisha are. And like uh, I know, Chris, you don't mind me saying. I think Chris is a child of a Bata, right? Yes. So, 
when, when people yeah. get readings from us, one of the first things I do is try to figure out who their head of Rishi is because that helps me to understand who they are at their core naturally. It helps right. you understand too, because that actually helped a lot. So yeah. can you can you explain what you mean a little bit about um, like uh, a head Arisha, and does everybody have one? Everybody has one. Okay. Right. So we all come to the world with this force of nature. There's one dominant force that gives us our natural proclivities, our natural inclinations, and and the thing I love about that, it really helps me or it provides a framework for understanding human development. Mm-hmm. Human, human behavior, I should say. Right. So when I get when I read a person their child of Shango, for example, Cal Kabisi, then I know this person is likely to be somebody who likes to kick it, they like to party, uh, they may have an appetite, <laughs> right? They may be the type of person who have more than one person in their life, you know what I mean? Really? Oh, oh yeah. And wait, necessarily Shango. Mean, oh, Shango. Yeah, Shango, right? They kind of, they're the life of the party, right? And mm-hmm. uh, female, they tend to be attractive people. They tend to, people like to be around them. Fast moving, they business people, they're using in politics, right? We know that that's what they're inclined to do. So me as a child of a Batsala who have a different energy, I don't judge what they do, right? Or a child of Oshun who comes up in here, right? I had a young lady who came in here uh, probably about maybe four or five years ago. She came in with a see-through dress on okay she no brown right and i looked at her i said this is a child of oshun you said you knew very sexual or sensual is that what it was yes. okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now some quote unquote spiritual leaders would have judged her right um and she's young enough to like be our daughter i mean sit down somewhere anyway but she <laughs> and so she came in here and i was like and i love her too she's a sweetheart and uh and she laughs to this day about this and i said you coming here with a see-through dress on right and sure enough we cast e5 she's the child of oshun and so that's who she is naturally right yes. so Risha gives us it helps us to understand who people are in their natural who they are naturally right yeah uh, i'm a child of a batala right so i love to read i love knowledge i like to teach i like to think you know i, I like smart folks right so um you know that's what i like you know and and my life is pretty pretty simple you know, like to learn. I, I like to learn i don't have to be in the forefront i can be in the background i'm, cool. you know, I'm like this i'm like this sounds a lot like christy like seriously for real yeah. um so you you mentioned you said when you throw then i did I, I didn't miss that word can you talk a little bit about the tools that you guys use in yes. your divination yeah so bible allows uh use of pulley chains, right? Uh, and uh, I wish I had brought something with me, but we use a pulley chains and we cast the five, right? And so when we cast the five in the Odu's reveal, and we know that there's a lot of information in that Odu. So it looked like we're just throwing a chain, but no, there are like several verses mm-hmm. that Odu that we have to kind of know, or at least consult, right? Or when we're doing like really high level divinations like birth readings, marriages and stuff like that. We cast the king. These are like uh, the 16 punk uh, palm nuts. So we cast, right? And then we mark Odu on the pony five. And and so same thing. Once the Odu is revealed, uh, it tells us, okay, this is the experience that this person is having at this time. Gotcha. So, and, who, and these words, what language is this you're speaking? Yoruba. 
Yoruba. Okay, got it. So did you have to learn the entire language to be able to serve as a priest? Not the entire language, but I I, I tried to get a working working knowledge of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but not the entire language. Okay, because your prayer was fully in Yoruba, right? Yeah, you know, one <laughs> of the things that happened, Christy, when I first got initiated, you know, I spent like a year studying my prayers and just um, trying to understand it, you know, so that when I pray, I could connect with Obatala and, uh, and pray on behalf of people too, you know. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Um, okay, so a question that I have, um, can you explain, well, we kind of talked about it, I think in the big, like, before we started recording, we talked about it a little bit. So can you explain what the, the hand of Ifa is? Like, what what is that? So the hand of Ifa, right, is a ceremony in which you receive your shrine of Eshu and you receive your uh, Ifa shrine. And these are shrines you have to pray to and take care of the rest of your life once you get them right. But with your shrine of Ifa, we cast to see what is it that you selected in heaven, okay? And let me just let me just go back a little bit on Ifa. Ifa is based on a theology, right? For lack mm-hmm. of a term. Okay. That says that every human being on earth comes to the world with a destiny. Right? Everybody. We have a purpose. Yep. Go to this place in Odu Ifa that says uh, this place called Ajala. We go to Ajala. We select our Ori, which has our destiny, right? And we say to Oladumare, look, I'm going to Earth. I'm going to live 85 years. I'm going to accomplish X, Y, and Z. I'm going to marry once. I'm going to marry twice. I'm going to marry three times. I'm going to have one child, two child, no children. Uh, I'm going to be a priest. I'm going to be an artist, you know, and and the God of Rumila records it, okay? And once he records it, right, it's sealed. And, and so part of what happens sometimes is that people, the reason their lives are so challenged is because they are not doing what they can to do. So we go to Ajala, we select our destiny, right? We go to Oludumare, the creator, we say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be on earth 85 years. We're going to have one wife, two wives, no wives, one husband, two children. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to have... Uh, Welcome, have no wealth, right? And then the God of Rumila, right? Or Ifa records this and it's sealed. So at the shock of birth, you forget generally what you agreed to. Sounds familiar. Right. <laughs> so one of the things we do as soon as a child comes out, if it's a girl, seven days, if it's a boy, nine days, we cast Ifa to see, okay, what is this person's experience as they enter the world? Uh, and then Three months later, we cast again to see what was the, what's the experience of the Ori entering the world. And by the time my sons were like two, or f- two and four, we got the hand to be five just to see, okay, what are, what are they supposed to do? And so when they come over on the weekends, they go downstairs, they pray to the five. You know, it's just like clockwork. I don't have to tell them to go down there. Right. Yeah. So, so I, um, did you have, go ahead. I already know, for example, that he selected the kind of destiny I do. He's gonna be a babalao, right? And so wait, one of your sons is gonna be a babalao? Yeah, my oldest son, right? So he already knows, and he's he's like, I'm ready to go, right? And so how old how old is your son now? Fifteen, my oldest son. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. So, so when you make those agreements in heaven, right, you have to come to earth and fulfill it. And the most important thing on earth is fulfilling your destiny. Yes. And uh, part of what, what I had to realize, and I think that's why I went through this thing with being a lawyer was it just wasn't my path. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, you know, so that's that's the theology behind uh, Odui Five. If that makes sense. That, look, I'm like I'm learning so much. Right. So I, I um, I'm, I'm saying, how can I ask? So one, uh, somebody that you actually know, I I do readings, and so when I do the when I do readings, um, especially on this particular person, she's a daughter of Oshun. When I med- I always meditate before before um, I, I do readings. Oshuna's come to me and she will tell me what to wear. Oh yeah. She she'll come to me and she'll be like, no, I want yellow. you to put these earrings on, put yellow on, <laughs> and so I'll come in. And so when she comes in, I'm like, well, your girl came to me and she told me <laughs> she wanted. And you know, I listen because you know, respectfully. And I, I and I'm all I'm so I'm so curious about what the significance of the colors is. Like, what does that? Yeah. What does that mean? I, you know, I never, I don't question it. I'm like, okay, I got you, sister. Um, we'll take care of it. Well, sure is clear. She's very clear. She came in like, uh-uh, yeah. put that off, put this on. Oh, and she always wants me to wear jewelry. Like she likes, you know, some 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 movement going on, right? A little a little chingle going on. So, what is the significance of the colors for Arisha? That's a good question. You know, color carries vibrations. It really does. And mm-hmm. I think our ancestors had a very Primitive, and I don't say primitive in a, in a bad way, but primitive. Right. I mean, they had a real, yeah, uh, grounded understanding of, of of colors, right? And it wasn't that they had vast explanations for it, but they just knew that certain colors were good, certain colors were bad, certain colors were associated with the region. And uh, I think that uh, it's important uh, because sometimes wearing the wrong color can attract can attract the wrong forces, right? That can ah, right. So, for example, children of a box a lot, we really shouldn't wear black. We shouldn't wear black. Nope. Your whole wardrobe black. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't wear that. We just shouldn't. Uh, There's a story that Obata lot lost the war wearing black, right? And so he he lost the what? There's a there's a a story a story that talks about him losing the war because he had on black. Mm -hmm. And so our most power comes from wearing white, right? Now. When I'm feeling, and I know this is true, like when I'm feeling down, sometimes I put on white. Yeah. And it makes a mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. Me too. Uh, but Oshun is, is uh, yeah, yellow is our color for sure. Orange, white, you know. And, uh, That's interesting, because when I, I'm like that with colors too, and it's not necessarily never been connected to Arisha, but when I'm feeling down, it's yeah, green it's or red. Oh. Oh, so something like I, you know, I love green, and I love it. for some reason it just gives me a little. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and go, right. but yes, I, I now I'm now I'm wondering. But it's true. Like with each the, color does carry a certain vibration with it. Yeah, I, just, I like that. I, I think I've always been drawn to black just for protective, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are times, and I have like since I've had my reading with you, I do know that. Children of Obatala should not be wearing black. So there are times where I'm like, Christina, wear some white. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of white because I'm that person that gets it dirty. Um, I could wear white and eat barbecue. Of course you can. <laughs> I cannot. I love wearing white though. But I do have a question, and I do want to be mindful of time. So, um, so this our show is two queens and crystal things. So we 
I am a lover of crystals. I love crystals. And I know that, um, you know, we talked about divination tools. Do you use crystals at all in your practice? I don't use crystals. Uh, people have been generous in giving them to me, but I don't use, necessarily use them. In okay. Practice. Interesting. And then if someone's interested yeah, in, I'm going, mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. No, that was going to be my question. Go ahead. I'm glad you asked. So if someone is interested in learning more about this, do you have any resources or books or something? Suggestions? That yes. Oh, yeah. Um, there's one book by John Mason. Uh, John Mason? Mm -hmm. Okay. He's, he's a pre-scholar. Uh, it's, it's called uh, Black Gods for Research Studies in the New World. Mm. Say it one more time, because they're going to be writing it down yeah. like I am. <laughs> Black, Black Gods, uh, Arisha Studies in the New World. Um, and um, what he does, he gives you a real concise, bullet point explanation of some of the key components of our tradition. For example, divination, ritual sacrifice. You know, um, yeah, can we talk about that? Right, yeah. I was about to say, because I do want to talk about rituals because can he said he wants to get into that. Let's get into that. Can we talk about the sacrifice? Because I, I have to. When Kristen first came out and we did the elbow, I was looking at She's struggling here, but it's okay. She, 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 she's doing it, though, and I could appreciate Yeah, she's going to do it. Like, I, I told me. Bob, like, she called me, she was like, she was like you ain't gonna believe what I'm doing right now. <laughs> In my back seat. I was, like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I felt so bad. <laughs> Can you break the, break break down sac yeah. why sacrifice is important in your practice? It's the scientific part of it. It's the scientific part of it. And it's the most important part of it, really. Um, so let's just say, for example, because these, again, these forces of nature, right, we call Arisha. They can impact, in, in, interact with you positively or negatively, right? So say for, and I actually had this happen, right? Where I did a divination for a person and if I predict a tragedy for them, right? So they had to sacrifice two roosters to Ogun. Now, that can mean a lot of things when tragedy is predicted, right? Yeah. Right. Now, most people can do a reading and they can tell you what happened, but they can't tell you how to avert it. Gotcha. Right. Some deaths are not, they premature. Like when tragedies happen, that means you, you weren't supposed, no, you're supposed to die naturally, right? So when people die prematurely or through gun violence or accidents, it's, a, it's not a natural death. And usually it's not, it wasn't time for them to go. Mm. So we did divination. So, so I did divination for this young lady. If I predict the tragedy, uh, we sacrificed two roosters, right, to avert the tragedy. So it's the scientific part of it. It's kind of like if you put H2 and O together, you're going to get this result. So if we know, if we see that this person is heading for death, and that comes up in reading sometimes, then we the next thing we ask, he fought, how, what abode, what sacrifice we need to avert the death? And he tell us. And then we do the abode. And so we did the abode. So the woman came back and uh, she said, Baba, I'm a believer. I said, what? She said, I was in a horrible accident. And she said the car was completely like messed up and I didn't have a stretch. And her dad Ooh, come on now. Right, her dad came up to the to the uh site and was like, You shouldn't even be alive. So let me tell you another story about me. So 
Look, I'm like that right there. Okay, come on. Oof. I had done all these rituals and did all this good work. And so if I predict sudden death for me, right? Yeah. So I had to sacrifice the rusidation to avert sudden death. I'm coming home. So I, you know, I usually teach at night, right? So I teach from like six to nine, nine o'clock, something like that. So I'm coming home, my normal route, you know, I'm talking to somebody on the phone. And over there on 103rd and Cottage Grove, mm-hmm. they started shooting at my car. <gasps> yeah. Like they were shooting at my car. So <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. My face got stuck. I, I forgot to blink. Okay, I'm sorry. This is what? <laughs> true story. True story. And what was so deep about it, I was so exhausted because I had done, we had done so much ritual last summer. And uh, and I just one. Young lady, the one I'm telling you about, they'll shoot She's like, Baba, please just give me the, let me give her hand and be this. So, of course, I did it, but I was tired. And so, we were preparing for that ritual, and that's a major ritual, but I said, I need to do this at bowl for myself. Mm-hmm. Sudden death is not, you know. Anyway, so I did that bowl. Coming home, these jokers start shooting at my car. And the person on the phone was like, What's that? I said, They're shooting at my car. Oh. So, I'm driving, I get home. I checked with Efi, so yeah, you would have died if you had done your ball. Wow. So that's the value. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the value of it. And that's why we do divination. That's one of the main reasons we do it. Amazing. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm, I, I can't even. Okay, okay. so, um, and I know we need to start wrapping up, but I do have a question. So for those who might be listening and they're like, okay, that sounds evil. That sounds like it's of the devil. Oh, people gonna, but yes, yeah, good point. You know, because no, because one thing that he did say, I wanted to like when you you were speaking. Um, I, how do you explain that this is not necessarily malevolent, malevolent right. beings yeah. that you know what I mean? Like, or because you know we understand, you know, there is no truly good and evil. It just is. But when someone is listening to this and they're trying to learn, they're like, wait a minute, we could get punished. We could, you know what I mean? It's it sound it can sound scary. So right. can you? help us make it sound less scary did you know under just give some understanding to our listeners well you know the reality is is death is real right how many people we know that died suddenly from the time that we are born and it's better to know that it's a hole in the street that you can avoid than not know right now when people now i had my brother say i remember the first time i was looking for some some uh hands to sacrifice so about to lie he said to me, he said, that's witchcraft. I said, well, what is witchcraft? <laughs> of course um, he couldn't answer it. Of course he um, 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 What? I said, I want you to tell me what is witchcraft. Mm. In detail, like not, not, sir, not pins and dolls. What is it? Yeah. Right. And tell me how this is evil. Like, I want you to explain to me in some very clear details why this is evil, right? See, can nobody tell me that me worshiping my grandmother is evil? Mm-hmm. People say, oh, you worship me your ancestors. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mother and father. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my grandmother and grandfather, great-grandmother, great-grandfather. These are my ancestors. Yes. I, carry their yes. I carry their genetic structure. So when people say I'm primitive or that I'm evil, you're telling me me worshiping my grandmother, the womb from which I come, is evil? Really? I don't I think mean, so. The, oh, so. See, we have to turn it around on people like this. Mm-hmm. We have to turn it 
right? Don't ask me the question. Let me ask you the question. Mm-hmm. And you got to defend yourself because you don't know what you're talking about. And not only that, have you ever even gone to a Bible line? Or Iyanifa? Or anything mm-hmm. matter. So, yeah. last thing on this, I think that people have been so socialized to just believe in what they believe, not really critical of what they believe, or not taking the time to really understand what others believe, not judging it, but understanding it. Like, read, like, okay, what do they really believe? And I read on various religions, by the way, not just E5. I read widely on religion. Because I want to uh, I want to be able to respect people when I see them. Yes. Right? Meet them where they are. I mean, you know, honestly, I think as a society, critical thinking, like I even say this now when I, well, sometimes when I'm looking at some of my, the work that my daughter's doing, I'm like, they, the, the idea of critical thinking is is just not believed or it's not taught anymore, but it's like, we're just taught to follow, do do what, do what I say. So, because if you did have critical thinking, then you would start questioning things. And you know, and, and what people don't know is we say spells every day. Yes, our words. We speak, <laughs> we speak over our lives every day. When people are blessed and they fool, like, what is that? Yeah. Which, you know what I mean? So it's just, but I, I appreciate you saying that because it's it's so very true. Yeah. Um, so wait, uh, uh, let me see. So usually we do a, um, a, what do you call it? We have a message of the day. Um, we'll do a divination, a card pool, or, a, a, you know, do a download or something. Um, and when we have guests, we ask if they wouldn't mind giving a message for the collective. Yes. Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think, like, do I have to say what I feel or? or you, I mean, any, honestly, what do you think, Christy? I mean, you can do like a, you can do a quick, um, what do you call it again? Yeah. I, don't have my, I don't have my tools with me. Okay. Or you can just share something that you believe um, is important for the listeners. And, yeah, it's an important for people, something to walk, for be people mindful. to walk away with. And then the one other thing is also want, if people would like to get a reading with you, how do they get in touch with yes. you? Just give me a call. Um, how uh, do they find you? How do they find you? <laughs> Now your phone's gonna be blowing up. So are you sure that's the best way to do this? It's the best way. Just to, if they if they call me right, just text me and say, "Hey, I heard heard you on uh, Two Queens and Crystal Things," and uh, right because that's the name. That's the name. Yes, you did. Yep. Okay, so how about they DM us if you are interested in getting a reading from Baba? DM us, and then I can share your information. I'm like, because you sure you want your number right, out there like, like that? I yeah. <laughs> You, you got a life for me. Right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had to give it a message, uh, I would say, you know, follow your destiny, fulfill your destiny. Mm. And you, you can't worry about what people say. I mean, when I first got initiated to, to about to lie to wear white for a year, I couldn't have sex for a year, I couldn't watch TV. Wait, why did we both go? Right. And uh, I had all kind of jokes, right? Having my uncle was like, are you changing? I'm like, I'm all right, man. Uh, but uh, up on the floor, you know, I was going through my process for a year. And people looked at me crazy. So some people stopped being friends. Some people were overly critical. Some family members, you know, were talking stuff. But here's the reality. We have to fulfill our destiny. That's the message I would give people. Mm. 
you don't take any of this stuff with you when you go back to heaven because you're going back but what you do take with you is a history a record yes done yes right what did, what did you actually do and and was it consistent with what you agreed to that's it and so the rest of this stuff don't even matter because we're leaving every day we see this white i mean we're heading toward our ancestors mm-hmm. go to them and say okay i did no i did do my work I mean, and I, and I honestly believe that that goes across for, I don't, whatever religion, practice, spiritual <clears throat> um, lineage that you follow, following your destiny, especially when people are just getting awakened to who they are. But yes. we talked we talk about this before, you lose friends and, and it's so difficult sometimes to when you're connecting to your destiny and your purpose because people will, I, look, I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing something different than pe- what people believe you to be, when we, when we stop allowing people to tell us who we are and we decide, okay, this is who I am, people get upset. And so, you know, I love the message of just follow what works for you. Follow your destiny and don't be afraid because you will find you will find your tribe. You, you will, will find some people yes. you will. You know what I mean? It will it will be attracted to you like a magnet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was scary when 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 Ifa said I had to be a priest. First of all, at that time, it wasn't involved like it is now. And second of all, I have been socialized to think where I had to have a certain kind of career, you know, being a lawyer was respectable, you know, it's, it's what your parents want you to do, all of this, right? right. Uh, but the reality is that wasn't my path. I would have been so far off my destiny doing that, trying to impress other people. That's the other part, as opposed to doing what I have agreed to do. I love that. Absolutely. Whew. This was good. This was delicious. So this is, so our episode before this one was talking about discovering your purpose, which actually I think carries into this This is like a perfect yes transition yes because you know this is about finding your purpose and living your purpose and so getting is it an ifa done yeah i think at some point you know people when they you know when you you know get get some real idea of what it is yeah i I definitely think people should get their hand in the files right Mm, mm, mm. so that you understand your purpose so you understand your purpose and your taboos, what you shouldn't do and what you should do. Like, for example, uh, I can't eat peanuts. That's a taboo, right? And, you know, because that may be the thing that get me ill in, in the long run. I can't do chicken, right? So it's in addition to that, right, you also get the things that you agreed that were not good for you, right? And I truly believe that a lot of times people get sick and die early because they probably need taboos. You know, wow. uh, it's a taboo to eat chicken for me, and it makes sense. I do a bunch of elbows, right? That's sacred to the God. Right. <laughs> right. Interesting. Um, huh. And so you learn that from the hand of Ifa. And when you get initiated in particular, oh. especially oh, when you give you your, mm-hmm. uh, like I can't really walk at night late. Um, you know, uh, so you're also a very big man too. So I, 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 anybody I, about I, to I, kick I, your butt, honey? Yeah. You got this. <laughs> He's a very big man, so people may look at him and be, you know, 
this is great. That this is fun. I love this so much. So um, thank you very much, you guys. Seriously, if you are interested in getting a reading with Baba, um, hit us up and uh, we'll, we'll DM us and we'll share share his information. We don't want everybody uh going. <laughs> we don't want to send him in like, look now, make him change his number. But um, he's definitely open to it. You will be getting a call from me because I definitely need to get one of these reads now. I'm like, you got me now, okay. <laughs> Healers need healing. Yes. Um, so thank you all thank for you. listening so much to uh, Two Queens and Crystal Things. Thank you, Baba, so much for joining us. This was, I really felt like I was in school, but right. I feel like most of the time I was sitting with my mouth open like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. It makes so much sense, but it's just interesting how all of the, like the the branches in spirituality, they all have like very similar stories. Yes. Some connection. Yes, yes. So interesting. Um, if you guys, so if you guys uh, have any questions or uh, want to follow up with us, follow us on IG at Two Queens and Crystal Things. Don't forget to follow our personal pages. You can follow Christy at Christy R. Edwards. And Baba, I want you to give your IG in a second as well. Yes. If you don't mind sharing. Um, and then um, Christy's business page. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. At Sage House. Wait, 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 wait. I got this. I got this, y'all. It's Sage House. Apocatheory. No! <laughs> it's it's apothecary. You guys, Apos I do not understand what apothecary. the hell I swear I have a very extensive grasp of the English language, but for some reason this word would not come out of my I can't get it. We got some I really I really thought I was you're gonna be like, yes, you did it. You're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> um and then you can follow me at Wings Unleashed. Four, four, four. four. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me do this. You're like, I got this. Wings Unleashed, four, four, four. You guys know that she is she is the reader I go to. Um, I don't go to those readers who like to DM me. I go to Mia. Uh, right, the people DM people. That's so funny. It's, it's weird. But, so, yeah, can you read me, Mia? Yes, I can. Absolutely. Oh, we can do energy exchange. Uh, absolutely, yes. And then, how can our how can our listeners find you on IG? If I will, if I got Mila, I had to look at it. You, uh, might, need you, you might need to spell that for us. I F A W O L E F A G B A M I L A. Or you can DM us and we'll send you the... Well, you know what? When we, when we put it up, we'll post his yeah. IG. We'll, we'll, we'll put yeah, your we'll IG on it. We'll tag you on we'll it so you. people will have it. Um, yes. You guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Baba. This was amazing. You yeah. stay on. Don't go anywhere yet. Yes. <laughs> so um, you guys know, light, peace, love, and soul. And so Until next week, guys. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Ashe. Ashe.